I'm so fucked up right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be around. <laughs> Anymore. I don't want to be around anymore. I don't want to be around anymore. I don't want to even do this anymore. I don't even want to do this anymore. Why are we here, guys? It's America's most podcast. No. The pod people. I'm Dr. Beehive. <laughs> the body and the blood. I'm Ben Sheets. Hi. I'm Cleveland Mosier, and I would rather be sucking cocks in hell. <laughs> than be here right now. I would rather be sucking cocks in hell. I don't I don't want to do this. Can we just get this episode over as quickly as possible and just let's just cut through it. Can we not hit all the beats? Welcome. I can't do it. Welcome to any new listeners to the podcast. <laughs> what an episode. What a fucking episode to start with. If this is your first episode, I, I recommend you start anywhere else. Bro, just the bartender pick, pick for the one. movie, this is going to be their first episode. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yo, shout out. Yeah, shout out, shout out to the amazing guys over at uh, the local AMC. Who theater. always hook us up. Always hook us up. Good guys. They got us through this movie. Uh, for sure, and get through it. We we did finally. Uh, I, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I mean, now we have to complete our own ritual. We have to exercise this film from our bodies yes. by complaining about it for the next hour mm-hmm. and some change. Well, let's be clear: we covered this week. We covered the, the exorcist, exorcist believe all women. Believe, <laughs> the exorcist <laughs> believe all women. Uh, I, I think it's it's important at this juncture to preface. If it wasn't obvious already, uh, I'm toasted. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very drunk. I, I couldn't get through this film otherwise. There's no other I'm way to get through 100% it. One hundred percent sober, officer. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> have not had a drip. Not a drippy of the uh, the devil's as as not, the, a dr- uh, not a drippy has touched those lippies. As the That's podcast right. resident drunk, I'm proud to be on the other side of this. My man is Cleveland. curled up with a big old. 40. I do. I do have 42 ounces. Warm of too. You said warm because it was sitting in the car while we were watching God, this movie. I don't envy you. So I'm not drunk now. Check back with me at the end of the show. I'm very fortunate. My you know what? My my tall boy is. I gotta is still respect cold. that old English combats inflation by adding an extra two an extra ounces. two ounces. Yeah, bless like, Respect. I respect yeah. that. It is a 42 now. It's a 40, it? yeah, 42 ounces. The meaning of life, of the universe, and everything. Malt liquor. Thank you, Douglas. Um, and yeah, that's just become sort of a trend when sometimes when we see a movie that's this bad. For you. I, I have to, yeah, I have to, I have to drink a 40 while we record the episode to help me get through it. <laughs> and if this ain't one of those, yeah. This uh, is probably the most of those. So, David Gordon Green and company are back. We've had I'm a storied such a face right now. We've had a storied history with them over the course of this show. Um, we've been we've been covering this this group of uh, hacks hacks uh, since right. 2018 um, for almost the majority I mean, of the podcast. Come on, and to Halloween to just one is good. the first Halloween 2018 is good. Is good. I stand by. It. I stand by that too. It's a good movie. I stand by that too. Ben and I were the only ones who were on that episode, but we both liked that movie a lot. Then and Halloween, me, uh, not on that episode. Also, really liked. Did it. watch it with you later. Really, really yeah, lo- like I, before I, Kills came and out. I, I always have to preface, like again, with this this whole crew that did those the Halloween remakes and I guess this bullshit now. That first movie is great, and that's what's so baffling about this whole situation. Is well, that it's first Halloween movie. 
that requel is great. And then and just from there, it's just it's been Jesus. It's been so downhill. Just downhill. I mean, yeah. If oh it wasn't God. great, it wouldn't have enabled all these other dog shit movies yeah. to come yeah. out. Well, yeah. I mean, you can go back and listen to our episode on that. You can listen to our episode on Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, both movies that we collectively hated. And, uh, I mean, I think, you know, we've made, we've made no secret of our just like rock bottom expectation for, uh, this, this cruise, uh, take on, uh, the exorcist and somehow worse than I was expecting. I I could not have had lower expectations. I want to say I, you know, I knew this movie was bad going in. So when I sat down in the theater, I was like, okay, let's separate it from the Exorcist name. Let's imagine this movie was called Untitled Movie. Just called The Believer. You know, with no, (laughs) you know, with no context or fucking baggage attached to it. Still... No redeeming quality. Well, the no. the problem is, is the film itself makes it impossible to actually disconnect this from the original Exorcist. And I knew we were going to have a bad time by watching that one so close to watching this one because it's so fresh in all of our brains. But like it from literally, literally from the opening shot of oh this God, film, was... literally from the opening yeah. shot of this film, they are saying, hey, Remember the fu- remember the Exorcist, yep. and, and of all the movies to do that with, it's insane to me. Like it, it, it earnestly baff- Like, why would you do that with like Friedkin's original film? Well, right? Like with the seventies movie. Like, why would you? Like, it's one of it's, the greatest, most sad, legendary, man. most important horror films of all time. Which Carpenter's Halloween, in fairness, is that too. It it sure. has that same legacy as Friedkin, and they tricked us by making us think they were going to do it justice by like that first movie being good. But this is the like this is the worst fucking kind of movie, in my opinion, yes. because it's it's bad. Boy, is it bad. But it looks like a movie, and it sounds like a movie, and it has real actors in it giving real performances. But other than that, it is completely hollow. Okay, hundred percent. It is completely fucking I wanna, hollow. I, touch I, on what I, you're I right disagree there. because oh. I don't think real performances is a great way to put it. I think a lot of actors in this movie are phoning it the fuck in. Really? Yeah. I I just I think the dad in particular, like like I want I want to say. Personally, I hope that any of the actors in this film can get away from this. Like, like I hope that this movie doesn't tarnish anyone's career. I, I, I would never wish that on anybody. Well, the main, the main dad, Leslie Odom Jr., he's been biggish for a while. I think he was a Hamilton guy. I think he was in the original cast of Hamilton. Oh, yeah, um, I guess so. so, you know, he's he's had his he's had his little thing for a minute. I thought I think he's fine yes, in this movie. I think 100%. the little girls are fine. I think Ellen Burson's phoning at the fuck in, but yes. she's 90 goddamn years old. So <laughs> like, whatever she wants. They man. they fucking pulled her out of the damn nursing home for this. So I cannot blame her. But the movie is completely hollow it is the shallowest laziest just straight up remake of the original hitting all of the fucking like narrative bullet points and using all of that language that the original one established 
just devoid of any soul. See, yeah. I think it hits a lot of those points, but it misses the point yes. of them entirely. Yes. To the point where, like, the points that it does hit feel somewhat incoherent mm-hmm. in the stew of a movie. I don't know if we've covered any horror movie on this podcast that felt less tense than this film. Which is crazy. Bro, I was because thinking this the movie, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole movie. Like, we, devoid of dread, devoid of tension. Well, and you know why? I was, I, Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I had the same critique, like, years and years ago for The Nun, but this movie is, it almost, it, it feels like it's shot like a trailer or, like, YouTube content. Like, it's... It's so rapid fire that you don't really have an opportunity or moment to rest. And good tension is all about silence. It's all about waiting and giving you a moment to breathe before you drop the piano. You know? The the crazy... And, like, this movie, from the beginning, like, while nothing is happening, like, there are scenes where it's just... we're, We're just trying to set up our story, like, give exposition to these characters and give a life, um... Like, again, set up the board before you flip it. You know, set up the room before you pull the rug out for a minute. Whatever fucking metaphor you want. Like, build it first, and then and then set everything ablaze, right? I think... Like, this movie, the whole time, it's it's shot, 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 tension, tension, tension. There's multiple, like, dia- like elements of dialogue happening over the top of each other. Like, everything's going. The girls are in a room, and, like, there's a TV playing at the same time, and it's like, oh, and the teacher's yelling at him, and, oh, the dad, and it's kind of intercutting between the dad and this. And it's just nonstop. And, like, just... Just set up your movie. Like, slow down. Well, I think the first scene in Haiti is a great example of that. Yes. Right? Because, like, they are aping the original, you know, opening in the Middle East hard. Have it set in some other country. Have an opening in some other country with, you know... Beat one. Like, you were touching on. Spiritual elements. Yeah. But, like... Cleve, you're totally right. Like this movie is relentless mm-hmm. in like it's it's pacing in a weird way. Yeah. Because yes. at the you know, on one hand it feels like nothing really happens. Yes, but at the same dude. time everything it's is happening cut, all at once. Like yeah. it's action packed. It's cra- I was yeah, yeah. That, that is that is exactly what I was gonna say. Is that like you you leaned over to me at one point in Cleveland and were like, just like, God, please slow down. Because yeah. like you said, it's like, it's cut so quickly. There's so much happening. And I said, it's so we can get to the scary stuff faster. Because I thought that that's what they were trying to do. That they were trying no. to speed up the kind of like glacial pace of the original. And like get to the... Stupid. get get to the the spooky scary yeah. exorcism stuff quicker but then nothing happens in the goddamn movie you know for what? like an hour like, here's what i'm going to say like just just a little silver lining is there is a film that came out recently that has a relatively paced beginning that did gangbusters right and that's barbarian mm-hmm. right barbarian is very carefully paced it takes its time getting to the big payoff, you know, or even the moderate payoff, really. And it worked, and people still loved it. And I just want to say that right now because it it really, I think, disillusions that whole stupid idea of, like, the need for modern pacing and to keep things fast and quick. Just look at Barbarian. People loved that movie, right? 
This is dog I feel shit. like this movie has contempt for its audience. Like it does. I feel like this movie treats it. Yes. Like we talk yeah. about stupid yeah, audiences. Fucking audience, man. We talk about stupid audiences all the time that are like easily entertained by slop and whatever. Jingling but like, keys, blah, but, like blah, blah. this this movie feels insulting even to those people. Yes, to yeah. anybody. Well, I was even talking last week about how you know, to a contemporary audience, the the original might seem a little slow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fair criticism to levy against the original. But I think this one totally misses the point of that criticism because it is equally as slow, except it's edited <coughs> like it's not that. Yeah, frenetically. Because, you Over know, nothing. even the Haiti sequence in the beginning, we open with a fucking dog fight you know like the the dogs fighting in the original was a point of dread yeah you know it was intercutting with that it had purpose. demonic statue and the guy looking contemptuous. it's the, pre- yeah, it's it's the presence it's, it's the weaponized. presence of evil yeah yes. and in this movie it's literally just hey remember when the dogs were fighting in the exorcist yep. it's just immediately off the bat hey remember like we can we can sort of like blaze through this a little bit by just sort of like breaking Please. down how closely this mirrors the structure of the original is okay opening sequence in a foreign country where some sort of other spirituality has a presence in the original it's in iraq in this one it's haiti that sequence in iraq in the original with max von Sydow, like 20 goddamn minutes long like it takes its time it's 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 a slow build of dread up to the where he sees the statue and they sort of square off, blah, 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 so on and so forth. This this Haiti sequence, it's like half the length and just in all of that, it's like, oh, the Leslie Odom Jr.'s pregnant wife is walking around and she gets pulled by some random people in the market to do a voodoo blessing of protection on her baby and then they go to the beach and then they go back to the hotel and then he then they go to the church and then... And then and an then, earthquake. And then the earthquake, the Haiti earth. That's Fun oh my god, the Haiti earthquake happens. And talk the hot- about contempt for your audience. Though. Yeah, that felt like oh, this scene is going on too long. We got to put something exciting. Yeah, in there. and it's like oh, the the wife, the wife dies uh, in in the uh, or is is injured in the hotel collapse, and the doctors tell him is like we can only save one, your wife or the baby. You got to choose. And then it cuts forward to the present day. It cut, and now we're in Georgia. And the original takes place in Georgetown. So in this one, we're in oh Georgia. Oh my god, are you serious? Do you think yes. that's why they did that? Yes, one hundred percent. That's, that's the why dumbest. they did that. I, I didn't even realize. That's yes, one hundred percent. They and did Georgia because Georgetown. Yes, that's it. Wow. That's 100% why they did it. Holy fuck. And, yeah, that, that didn't even and it's like, okay, then we get some setup of Leslie Odom Jr. and his teenage daughter, and we have them laughing and clowning with each other at breakfast and chasing each other around the house. Remember in the original when Chris McNeil and Reagan are roughhousing in the house and show how much they love each other and how close a bond they have? And then, oh, but now there's a second girl, and they go into the woods, and they do some kind of weird ritual. It's like when Reagan talks to the Captain Howdy in the Ouija board, except even vaguer and less defined, and then they're missing for three days, and they come back, and oh my god, now they they feel bad, and they don't remember anything, and they start acting weird, and... 
It's well, just okay. Let's let's break that down a little bit because I think one of the biggest problems of this film is it almost feels like it lacks a primary protagonist. It bounces between the two girls, their family, and these hangers on. Way too many so characters much in this movie. Oh, that yeah. you really don't feel any sort of emotion towards anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, last week we talked about we talked about how like the emotional center of the exorcist is this these sort of like parallel stories of like Chris McNeil exhausting all options in pursuit of trying to save her child and turning to something that she doesn't really believe in as a last resort, mirrored with Father Karras's own struggle with his faith and sort of finding that again through being confronted with evil, right? And sacrificing himself. Like, that's the emotional core. That just does not exist in this movie. Like, they try to set up something similar with Leslie Odom Jr. and and the and his daughter. They try, but there's too much else going on. It's like, okay, we're doing a requel of The Exorcist 50 years later, so how do we up the ante? Okay, there's two girls who get possessed now. But what does that mean? We have to introduce this second girl. We have to introduce her family. Then there has to be tension between the two families when they're fucking searching for the kids and it's just like there's there's no time for it and then there's also the neighbor there's also the neighbor who is like bitching at them for leaving their garbage cans out on the street but she's a nurse at the hospital and so she's taking care of the girls when they come in and and then she the only time that any of these characters have to 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 let us know who they are (laughs) is when they literally tell us like when they literally tell the our protagonist the father right like it's it's the weakest most like basic form of storytelling where it's just like the the nurse neighbor just only she only gets an like a brief opportunity to talk to the dad and just literally explain her backstory while we sit there yeah. over quick cuts it's just it's weak man yeah it's fucking well, weak and i will and- say the the woman who plays the neighbor and dowd is probably the most recognizable face in this movie sure she's like a legendary character yeah. actor she's great you know she's been in a ton of different Deserves stuff better are they all do you know she, every actor she was I, in the leftovers and i don't i don't think she is phoning it in no, no she, i think i think the script i think the script job. is bad but that's what i mean when i say like these are seer like real actors giving real performances like outside of ellen burston like all these people feel like they're trying and yeah. i think they they all give pretty decent performances as far as their dialogue allows the problem is the dialogue is fucking shit it it's shit. all bullshit yeah. exposition yeah. and these characters are underwritten so i don't care about any of them they're acting they're acting but i don't give a shit can I? I don't fucking care. I need. I need to just like get this out so we can just have it out. Yeah. For the rest of the podcast because I don't want to talk about this either. But I just I come feel out of the closet, to. dog. You're not gonna like this. Um, I haven't felt very specifically like this. And again, I've I've referenced this several times in the podcast to an annoying degree. But I'm <clears> sorry. I'm I'm sorry. But like, I have not felt specifically like this since I saw 
that fucking Rise of Skywalker movie in theaters. Oh man! I'm sorry. I told you. I told you. But like, I mean, I, 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 I remember. I was there. I was there with you. I, you I, watched this. I was like, there with hear, you. Hear me out, though, because I think you'll agree. For so many of the same reasons, this fails, and over a a way and over a way more valuable franchise, like yeah. The Exorcist, being that, like, like, like The Exorcist is way more like. I'm 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 drawing like a perfect frame with my hands right now. Like like the Exorcist wow, is, is, is pretty, you know, like pretty ideal. <laughs> like it's it's pretty like like Friedkin made like a pretty ideal film. Star Wars is goofy space shit with Muppets. I love it, but still. Like, I mean, I think I but, think Star but, Wars is as important to the film canon as the Exorcist is, sure. if not more so. Th- th- I'm glad. Sure. So, from you. but like I, I mean, I don't particularly like Star Wars, but I write. I it's important. Yeah. For a reason. Sure, sure. It's important to film for a reason. 100%. They've just been beating that corpse for way longer yeah, than just, this one. Yeah, just absolutely, like, like ruining and puppeting a dead horse. Yeah. Like, it's not even yeah. beating a dead horse anymore. It's it's worse than that, like, at, at, at a certain point. But, no, I think that these, these films are very similar. I think The Exorcist Believer and Rise of Skywalker are very similar films in that it's just, again, that... That whole idea of, like, the franchise must survive. Like, we have to puppet this corpse as long as we can for however we can. And it and it serves no purpose for that. But, and, and in addition, I don't know the behind-the-scenes gossip and the rest of, like, how the screening went, screenings went for this movie. But I do know that, like, for Rise of Skywalker, like, there were several screenings that tanked. They had to re-edit the whole thing. There were apparently shouting matches. There was all this stuff for Rise well, of Skywalker. Well, the whole right? thing was to retcon everything that Ryan Johnson did in The Last yes. Jedi. But even in addition to that, so like much. past yeah. that edit, there were even more edits. And it was a whole thing. And you can feel it when you watch the movie. Like, when you watch Rise of Skywalker, it is, it's, it's so relentlessly paced. It's so frenetic that you don't ever have a moment to recognize how bad it is. It's a sleight of hand. And I felt the same about this film. Like, they cut it so frenetically from the beginning to the end that you they, they, they thought they could get away with you not recognizing how bad it is because it's happening so fast, always. So relentlessly, so nonstop. Yeah. That they could get away with it, like, oh, look over here, it's okay, because like it's just constant, constant <laughs> shot after shot after shot, yeah. And it, it's 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 cruel, and um, and it, it's not fun to sit through. Like, to me, it felt like a first draft. Yes, it felt yeah. like a first draft of a script they were working on, and you know, considering the the screenwriters here, one thing I was surprised about is how humorless it is. You know, oh, you have David Gordon Green and Danny McBride on the, the screenwriting, as well as Scott Teams, who's kind of notoriously a hack. You know, he worked on exclusively Halloween Kills, Insidious Red Door, this movie, and you're saying uh, Firestarter and Firestarter, the, the Firestarter yeah, that we covered last year, and uh, yeah, so nothing but fucking. Man, shite. I tell you fucking what. I mean, I think you're right. I do think that there's not really much room for humor in The Exorcist, which is why these are bad. These people are badly suited to be doing this in the first place. But the more the more I see of these fucking movies since the first Halloween, the more that I think the person with all of the real writing talent in that group of people is Jody Hill, because all the fucking. 
He's not involved yeah, in any of yeah. these. That's what I'm saying. He's not involved in any of this shit. And all of the other stuff that he does with Danny McBride, like for HBO, fucking Righteous Gemstones, uh, Eastbound and Down, right, Vice right, Principles, all that right. shit is all like such high quality, like some of the funniest shit yeah. on TV. Righteous Gemstones consistently, is Consistently. Some so of the good. funniest shit. And... And, like, I keep seeing these fucking David Gordon Green and Danny McBride horror movies, and they just keep getting worse and fucking worse, and where what's the missing piece? They replaced Jody Hill with Scott Teens. See, I will say, like, I somewhat agree that, like, humor isn't necessarily appropriate for the Exorcist franchise. This is what they're good at. But... You know, sure. it adds flavor. You know, I think of something. the things that are memorable to me about uh, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, and it's the humor. It's the weird, El, goofy you know. characters. Yeah. 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 yeah, and like, I know that doesn't jive with everyone, but at least it's, it's, it's flavor. Something. Yeah. Something. You know? I mean, I think it yeah. would have felt grossly out of place in a movie like this, but I kind of agree with you in the in the sense that at least it would have been interesting, because like that goes back to what I was saying before about this being my least favorite type of movie, is that it's bad, but it's not interesting. Yeah. Like, bad movies can be some of the most interesting shit you can watch because it can be an exercise in, wow, how does something this bad get made? And when I ask myself that question about this movie, the answer, the boring answer is money. Money. That's, and like, they spent a lot of, they spent, they spent the a IP. lot of, they spent a lot of fucking money on the yeah. IP. They spent a lot, they spent like $60 million to acquire the rights to the Exorcist. They spent a lot of fucking money on this IP and they expected it to fucking take off. Like, yeah. this is supposed to be the, the first of a trilogy. Like, it is, it's like, what, what is a horror franchise that we haven't made a movie of in a long time? fucking exorcist that's a big one let's do that laughable to me that the exorcist quote-unquote is a franchise in the first in the fucking first place i rewatched exorcist 3 earlier this week which also set me up badly for this movie because that movie fucking bangs um and what all i'm pretty sure we talked about this in our episode a while ago but like what really stands out about the exorcist 3 is how much the actual exorcism itself is like shoehorned in and, like, that exorcist character is shoehorned in. Because it's not part of Blatty's novel, but they wanted to tie it to this IP, to this franchise. They wanted to slap the exorcist name on it because it's marketable. And so they said, we can't have an exorcism movie without an exorcist. So you've got this whole story with fucking George C. Scott, like, investigating these murders and, like, seeing this man who is two spirits inhabiting one body and all this stuff. And then just, like, over halfway into the movie, it's like, oh, by the way, there's also this exorcist. And it's just like, yeah. it It shouldn't, that's a very long-winded way to say that it sh- this shouldn't be a franchise in the first place. Yeah. It just shouldn't. It doesn't have, like, yeah. it doesn't have fucking legs. The first one is perfect. The third one is great because it's not just the first one again. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the two spirits in the same body, that's something we talked about in the first movies review mm-hmm. you know i think some of the horror of the originals movie you know comes through in that 
it's the idea of Linda Blair being stuck in her body, helpless, yeah. while uh, Pazuzu is in control. Yeah, and how, how and, unfortunate too, because like the best part of that, and I'll let you finish that point, I promise. Um, but like the the best the best point of that is when like help me is scarred on her stomach, right? Like, and and it's given the time and weight that it deserves for us to recognize as viewers that, oh my god, she's trapped in there. And that takes time and weight, mm-hmm. right? For us to, like, to, to realize and to, to let the audience kind of piece that together themselves that she's, she's stuck in there. And in this new film, it's like a one-off, like, photograph slide to be like, oh, my daughter's got this too, so, oh, shit, uh, Linda Blair, we need your I help. I mean, it's literally, like, it's literally... Like, oh, she has help me written on her too. Uh, and it's, it's, like, it's, uh, it's literally God, just the loosest the hook for them to haul Ellen Burson into the movie. And I do want to talk about that, later, but, but, but let's... Yeah, let's, yeah let's, well, let's it's so laughable because <laughs> immediately after, uh, they show one of the girls clawing Reagan oh into God. the hospital bed frame. They got they got Just like a sigh out of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But okay. like sad. Um I fucking weak really like it's just fucking weak to do that like yeah. come on man like you're really gonna have the girls just carve reagan onto the yeah. wall because i have a so lot i have a lot villain. of thoughts about about the inclusion of ellen burson's yeah. care of sure yeah. do you want to get into it yeah do you well, anything else, ben? Be, before we do yeah. i you know like i was saying one of the main horror elements of the original is the idea of linda blair being stuck in her own body helpless while pazuzu is in control And one of the biggest problems of this film is it never feels like the girls are present in their bodies. It feels like once once they are rescued from the fucking farmhouse, they are not there anymore. Yeah, they're they're possessed. The demons are in full control. And there's no semblance of the girls there. Yeah, left. there's there's never there's no longer those glimpses of humanity that remind you that there's a child in there with this mm-hmm. horrible violating Which, and spirit. And that's the horrifying element. Yes. That is horrifying. And also too, in the original Exorcist, like when this young girl is saying all these horrible things and doing all these horrible things. It's earnestly terrifying because we know that a demon is puppeting them and beneath them is the young girl still, like, forced mm-hmm. to endure. And and that is earnestly, like, painfully, truly wretched and scary. And in this film, because they skip over that part, when they do play up those elements, it's gross. And it's not cool. Like I was pretty, pretty goddamn unhappy with some of the, some of the, the choices in this film. I will say, you know, in in that respect, in a weird way, like, that's not a point you should. I miss, feel like frankly. this movie was both too crass and too tame at the same time. Yes, because 100%. you know, I think about like when they rescue the girls from the farmhouse. Like, they go out of their way to be like, oh, we, we did a rape kit on them. Yeah. And, like, they open their legs and everything. And it just feels gross. It's exploitative and gross. It feels gross. And, like, the rest of the movie feels not a, like... not in, like, a good way. Not in a way that, Came like... in sort of the horror... But like yeah. that felt really crass. Yeah, why, why would you conjure like, that? Like it's for, not for no horrifying. Reason. It's just it's cheap. crass. Yeah. yeah, and like and and to be clear too, it's not the thing itself that really like makes me 
upset. It's how they they weaponize. Well, it, the, like, I mean, it's, it's how they use it. It's cheap. Really, and, the, and it's like that's not something that it's not the kind of subject matter and material that should be made cheap. Like, why are you doing that, man? The the worst the, the worst example of that, like them doing them doing the rape kit at the hospital, like doesn't bother me too much. Like it feels like it's given a little bit too much weight. But like the real the like the really like I found distasteful crass moment is when the girls are still missing and Leslie Odom Jr. goes to the the homeless shelter um, because you, the other dad mentions that yeah. there's like a transient camp out in the woods. So, uh, you know, uh, Leslie Odom Jr. goes to the homeless shelter to talk to some homeless people and see if they know anything. And this one bum at the table is like, some kids go running off even though they got a nice house and family because they want to do stuff they're not supposed to. <laughs> and he takes like a hot dog and like makes a circle with his thumb and forefinger and like mimes yeah. fucking with the hot dog. And it's just like, what? what's your what's your point, man? Like, what what are you trying to say here? That like when young girls go missing, that like the fear is that they've been raped. I mean, you don't need to say that. Like, th- you don't need to yeah. say that. It's the like, same like problem that comes through in those latter Halloween trilogy movies, where it's like they just can't help themselves. They can't help but just like say it directly, where it's like, oh. I guess we were the monsters this whole time, but it's fucking obvious. Yeah. Like, it's an insult. It's an insult to your audience, like, at any level. Um, and uh, and here, it's an insult to your audience, but also, it's not a subject matter that you really should be careful with. You know? So yeah. So, it's, it's frankly worse. Like, I would, I, would, I would rather watch Halloween Kills or any of those other films that I didn't really like that much. Like, I'd watch it a, time and time again. I'd watch a, per, like, again, I think of all the movies we've watched on this podcast, I was probably the, more upset by the Nun movie. There's been a lot, but like, I yeah. would watch. I would watch a fucking parade of nun films over. Well, this we were again. talking. I we would were, watch like Nun Six when we were walking out of the theater. Over the shit. When we were walking out of the theater, we were talking about how at least when we went and saw the Nun, like our viewing experience was entertaining. Yeah. Like the 100%. audience was all laughing and joking. Mm-hmm. You know, we were like we'd snuck some some liquor in, so we were kind of drunk. Like we had a good time. Yeah. And it's like. We were fucking, we were fucking smashing tall boys in the parking lot before we saw this movie, and like, man, <laughs> it did, it didn't help. It, it didn't did really not. help. Like, no. it it was just like not fun. We we have mentioned a couple times that the girls get found at a farm. I I want to jump back to that real quick because that scene starts with. I swear to God, this film tells on itself a couple of times. It really fucking does. <laughs> this scene starts with a smash cut to a shot of a dead horse. Yeah, I'm yeah. shit. You, I shit you fucking not. It just goes from like literally being a dead horse. I so yeah. It, they it literally they, it, they did literally do yeah. Yeah, it it it's like the 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 homeless shelter scene is like right before that, and it goes like right from that bam shot dead of horse. a fucking dead horse, and then they're found on the farm. It's like. Like, come it's, on, it's like it's like almost they're trying to send us messages as a kind of right. Help. It's like it, it, it's one of those things that it like like has anyone checked in on the filmmakers? It feels like, it feels the... self it feels <laughs> self aware enough that it almost feels like they're they're like saying fuck you. It's like you fuck you, you piece of yeah, shit. You're here watching this it. movie. I, I kind of kind of with that. Like you dumb fucking asshole. Like a movie can only be so unintentionally rough, right? You dumb fucking asshole. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Like I. I Okay, let's talk about Ellen Burstyn. 
obviously that was a big part of the trailer for this movie. They're doing the same thing they did with fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. Got to wheel out one of the original characters. But but way worse. Because, like, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Halloween 2018 is, like, well set up and well thought out. Like, they, they, they took their time. They said, hey, what if this character was still around? You know, she'd be a gun nut. She'd yeah. like turn her whole house into a security system, and like with all these booby traps. Yeah, and she's stuff. never and recovered from what that's she great. experienced. Yeah. yeah, and like it's it's thought out, and like oh, it, it also makes her estranged from her family. What does that look like? Those are all good questions to ask, and yeah. good things to think out. They don't. They they rush. You know what I Well, I I, 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 I gotta say, like Jamie Lee Curtis, like after the original Halloween went on to be become a screen queen, where like. Her pedigree was doing a lot of exploitation-y, horror-y movies. Yeah. Where, like, Ellen Burstyn, after The Exorcist, was an accomplished actress. Like, I think the pedigree of the two is very different. It is, yeah. And and Ellen Burstyn is well into her 80s at this point, and... She's barely in this movie, in fairness, and she is entirely inconsequential. There's no real reason for her at all. Like, I was already, like, just watching the trailers, like, frustrated that they brought Chris McNeil back at all. But just after seeing the movie, it's like, what was the fucking point other than name recognition, other than member? Because, like... I hated her character. Yeah, I did too. I I I feel like they really 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 misunderstood her character in the original film. So there's a certain line I want to hit on. The the dad, yes. <laughs> you are yes. I uh, yes. Yeah, we we'll we get will get I'm we'll I'm, get there. I'm getting us there. After you. So at one point the the neighbor lady shows up to Leslie Odom Jr. She's like, "Here, I think you should read this book." And it's Chris McNeil's book that she wrote about the exorcism of her daughter, um, which I have just that premise alone many problems with. Because, like, they go out, like, they, they point out at the very end of the original exorcist that, like, Reagan has no memory of it and that Ellen Burstyn is not going to tell her about it because why would she? If she doesn't remember it, then let her live in that ignorance, right? That's what's best for her daughter. Everything she's done is to protect and save her daughter. And she even has a line when she where she's like... You know, she mentions that, like, oh, she and Reagan have been estranged for years because Reagan never forgave her for writing the book, and now she doesn't forgive herself for writing it either. Then why did she fucking write it in the first place? I mean, honestly, I think that's an interesting plot element, I gotta say, because, you know, you think of the sensationalist element of her, you know, story... In the original, you know, yeah, out of context, two priests are fucking killed brutally, yeah. and a daughter has no memory of anything that happens, and that's a story that obviously makes money if you write a write a novelization about it. It does, but I but I think it's I think it's a betrayal of her character. Like I think sure. I think that it's not an an uninteresting premise, but I think that. 
everything we know about Chris McNeil from the first film says that that is nothing that she would ever even consider, that that is, that is like anathema to her. And like, she's already an actress. Like she's already famous. She already is in movies. Like, why does she need like the extra story? She got her daughter back. She she was able to successfully save her daughter, yeah, and that's all that. And that it un, yeah it undermines everything about her character. And but they that's, can't, they can't stop there. And that's just the fucking setup. Yeah. So let so like Leslie Odom Jr. gets the book. He watches YouTube videos of her talking about it. Blah blah blah. Awful. All this shit. He manages to track her down. He just know, shows just put, putting in a movie. That they're watching YouTube videos about the Exorcist yeah. plot. Fuck you, first yeah. off. Like, like seriously, like, how are you going to use this character? Oh, I don't know, our protagonist finds them on YouTube. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, lazy. Lazy. Well, I mean, in fairness, he gets the book first and then looks her up on YouTube. YouTube yeah. But it's like, you know, we have to get him familiarizing himself with the story, all this shit. He tracks her down, he shows up at her door, she tells him about writing the book and blah 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 and then we get the fucking great line because she's talking about she's like after this happened i studied the i studied exorcism in every single culture and religion in the world i became an expert blah 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 all of this shit. But you know, I wasn't actually present for Reagan's... Yes. I wasn't actually present for Reagan's exorcism. And uh, Leslie Adam Jr. is like, oh, really? Well, why not? And she's like... This is... this is. I'm going to stop. This moment is given a lot of weight. Like, the music builds to tension to this point. No, like, no, no. We're, I, we're, I, I disagree. I think it's a throwaway line, but it uh, is it is fucking stupid. It had a lot... It's, it's, it, it hit me like a fucking freight train. Yeah, because it because it's fucking stupid, but it is. I don't think it's fair to say that it's treated with a lot of weight. It's a throwaway yeah, line. Yeah, in fairness, it's nothing a, this movie it, is It's a throwaway a line. Yeah. But the line is, he asks, why weren't you allowed in the, in the room during your daughter's exorcism? And she says, you know what I think it is? I think it's because... I wasn't part of their goddamn patriarchy. And what? And it's like What does that mean? <laughs> like 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 I'm sorry. Like please just everybody stop, sit back and and hear that out. And this is the, the like the movie really talking to us here. It's not just the character, right? Like cuz again like the way it's presented to us. Like she wasn't allowed in the room because of the patriarchy. It's like look, okay, I mean, well, remember the two other priests Doing the exorcism were fucking died. murdered. Died. Yeah. Died. yeah. Well, and and okay, let's, let's let's we'll make one thing clear: is we're not denying the fact that the Catholic Church is objectively of a patriarchy. Not. Of course it is. not. Hopefully, that's it assumed. Is. But the reason she wasn't allowed in the room during the original is because she's not a fucking exorcist. Moms aren't allowed in the operating room when their children are having surgery. Like, you're not qualified Qualified. to be there, and it's dangerous for you to be there. That's why she wasn't in the fucking room. When she did go into the room, the demon fucking flung her back against the wall. Like, that's why she wasn't allowed in the goddamn room. So for them to have this little fucking... 
Like, like, it look, feels, look, look, here's the thing, too. It feels like, so fucking chintzy I'm, to I'm say just, it, but it's like, in it, fucking 2023, it's like, we gotta toss in a little bit of virtue signaling. We gotta do... Well, we gotta and and here's the thing, too. Like, 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 and, and, and I wanna, I wanna use that word. It's like, the woke the, 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 like, the word. Yeah, the exorcist like, believe all women. Yeah, man, but like, I hate it, because like, how are you gonna like fucking trip over your feet so hard in your film that, like... You, you, well, again, you fuck up taking a jab at the patriarchy. Like the patriarchy is really easy to take jabs well, at. Well, it's just it it's just a jab. That and it's, like it's, it's just a. It, the problem is not that it's a jab at the patriarchy. The the problem it, is that again, it's a misunderstanding of her character and the events of the film. Yes, it's like it's she wasn't she wasn't kept out of the room because she was a woman. Like I'm. It's just that that is not a reading that you can take from the original no, film. It's insane. It's yeah. It's, it's very just, shallow. And like, look, I'm, yes. I am. I am. And again, it's like, we are, I, I, it really doesn't even need to be said. But like, all of us are are super on board for jabs at the patriarchy. Like, sure. Like, like fuck like, yeah. Like, you want to you want to take a jab? Take a jab at the patriarchy. But like, this is this is the weirdest way to utilize that to weaponize yeah. that because it's it's not. Well, like, it doesn't because it doesn't feel it doesn't feel fucking sincere. Yeah, and it's, and that's why, like, I think that like the the word nothing like, in again, this movie feels fucking sincere. Like this to, the, to re, re-co-opt, like what this you is said, a fucking cynical ass movie. It's cynical as fuck, and and like and again, like 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 virtue signaling is is a term that's like largely been co-opted by the alt right, like we can re-co-opt from the alt right or whatever. But it is, it's like this is absolutely what virtue signaling is. Like it's when when you take. Something that has absolutely nothing to do with the patriarchy, and you well, make it about that. And, and how about this? Let's carry it on from there and say, okay, this time, Chris, 90-year-old Chris McNeil, does get involved. She goes back with Leslie Odom Jr., and she goes into the, the one little girl's house, and it's all fucking torn up, and she goes into the room, and what fucking happens to her in there? What fucking happens to her after <laughs> being in the goddamn room for two minutes? The little possessed girl picks up a crucifix and stabs her eyes out. I hated fucking that. Sho- fucking yeah. showing it to the goddamn patriarchy. Girls, get it fucking done. Let's go. Yeah, you well, know, you're right. Let's it fucking go. Goes. Like, what did they fucking, what did they accomplish with that after that fucking bullshit? Like, what did they fucking accomplish? She went in there. She, first of all, she, she addresses the demon as like, you know me and I know you. We've met before hate that. I don't like the idea that this is just Pazuzu again. I don't like the idea that there's just one demon that goes around possessing little girls. That's lazy. That lacks imagination. Possessing two girls at the same time. Yeah, two girls at once this time. Um, Two girls, one demon. Well, I I feel like the most underhanded part of the, the sort of girls get it done thing is, you know, in the the final true exorcism you know, the uh, the Catholic priest comes and he pussies out, and Anne Dowd, the the nurse neighbor, yeah, has to be the the actual exorcist. Oh my god! But the most underhanded part is they fuck shit up. Then they bring it. the priest and back then in the later. The priest comes in after to save the day. After he's sitting in the, his, after the he's sitting in his damn comes car. comes in to save the day. No, he's, Hispa- he's, he's very clearly well. Hispanic. Oh, he's, pretty, he's pretty coded. <laughs> Dog, yeah, he's pretty coded. But like, no, uh, but, still, but still, the but still the to, patriarchy. To the patriarchy comes back in. To, to rewind a little bit, though, like I think it is um, a weird look. I'm not gonna say 
whose look it even is at a certain because it's so because it it's doesn't so know light. because it doesn't know because it's, it's, but, but, but it's a I fucking cynical is, movie. It's a, it's a weird look when you it have undermines itself in. at every fucking turn. She she comes in and says, "I wasn't allowed in the room because of the patriarchy," and then and then she's allowed in the room, does nothing, and gets her eyes stabbed gets her eyes stabbed out. What are you trying to say, dog? Like what? What is what? Are are you trying to say that like people who flag the patriarchy also aren't in a good like what 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 is it like? And and frankly, it didn't. I think, don't know. It, it didn't I'm not think, trying to project anything onto this movie because I don't think this movie knows what it it's trying to it say. It didn't think. But it like, didn't think that far. No, like I said, it doesn't. No, it, like, it's a mess. It's, it undercuts itself at every fucking turn. Which, it doesn't which again, fucking matter. Is equally insane because how much money is on the line on this film? A fucking lot, a, a lot. lot. Like, like, just, we, just because was, not even, not even counting the production costs, just how much money they spent on the rights to the fucking IP. Yeah, like this movie, this movie is starting like hundreds of millions of dollars in the hole. Like, yeah. well, I think the Insane. most underhanded Insane. part of it is, you know, in the final exorcism when they actually get everything together yeah. and you know, put which the I want to talk about head to head. Back to back. They don't even limit it exclusively to Catholicism. They bring in the the voodoo oh, priestess yeah. as well. Well, okay. Yeah. I want I want to slow down. You too. Yeah. No, I want to talk about this because yeah. uh, I, I so so after after Ellen Burson gets her eyes stabbed out, she spends the rest of the movie in a hospital bed with bandages on her eyes. Leslie Odom Jr. goes to see her a couple of times, but what she tells she's like him, a blind prophet. What a great stupid. paycheck for Ellen. Yeah, Burstyn, right. Just honestly. laying in a bed. Um, but like two scenes and then just laying down. Yeah. Okay, so what? But what she tells him is that what she learned in all of her uh, time studying exorcism in every culture is that it's not about the religion; it's about the belief or the the people or something. Yes. No, 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 it's, no, no. Let's let's not glaze over that because, like, I th- I think this the, probably I think, the, more. I think it being about the people is is the nurse character at the end. I think that comes back around. Yeah, honestly, like it, at this point, like I had entered. I, I feel like I was possessed. Like, I was in such a fucking, like, flux state. It was kind of hard for me. Again, because of how, like, rapid fire this film is, it's kind of hard to track. But, yeah, there's there's a whole line about how it's not... And, again, it's it's also... It's followed by, like, really, like, heavy music um, and almost emotionally uplifting choirs and and, and strings um, uh, where, where the, the film tells us, like, Oh, it wasn't, you know, there's, there's exorcisms all over the world, but the only thing they all have in common is that people are there. Yeah. And it's because... It's because of people. People. It's the because... human spirit. That's it's the not. Shit it's I've not about. It's not about the actual. Well, yeah. So she, that to me is probably so, the grossest so thing she, about the movie. So she like, tells him. She tells yeah. him it's like okay. So it's not going to be enough to just get one exorcist this time. It's you got double trouble on oh, your hands. More is better. So you're get, So you're going to have to more get. Better, so you're going to have to get everybody. Oh from all religions mm-hmm. to form up the exorcism avengers mm-hmm. and we get a montage of that happening but really what it is is just sort of like the off-brand christian avengers because they get like who they get is like a a 
might as well be nameless Catholic priest character, a non-character, who they set up as, like, the exorcist who's trying to get permission from the diocese or whatever. They bring in the... They bring in the... Which is a really weak scene, too. They bring in the minister of, I guess, the fucking Episcopal church... Of the the other family. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry to pause your your thing because like you're clearly on something. But like, what, what, was that Episcopal? I mean, they were taking they were taking communion. Isn't that some Episcopal diet? I mean, like, I grew up Episcopal. Uh, hold any on. any Protestants? No, no Protestants no. don't take communion. No, I mean not. Go, I, ben, as ben, a I grew up Episcopal. Growing up, I took you took communion. communion? Yeah. yeah, like like yeah, no, no, Ben is right about you are right about that. Like, but but like yo yo, I grew up Episcopal. I have never seen some practices like that. Like that was, and again, I also I went to some non-denominational churches. Yeah, been taking like communion. That. Not where they do it in shot glasses, where they bring it to you. What the fuck was that? That's just a church thing. Mm, a, I've never I, seen I, that I did shit. something similar. You did? Yeah, non-denominational. They had a thing of little shot glasses of grape juice. Yeah, they didn't even do fucking. I've seen yeah, that. No, no, no. Episcopal, seen... we do. We did wine, dog. Like, first off, hold up. That's important. Episcopal Church, we did wine, like legit, because you're supposed to. But anyway, this is actually unimportant. Um, it is, but um, like, well, but honestly, though, like, it was, it was weird for me how they like they brought the wine to them. I thought that was weird. Like, you go up to the altar. Like, See, they did go nah, up to the altar. The, nah, the parents are up at the altar, yeah, and they yeah, take they were, like it was like shot glasses. I thought that was weird. See, they had like a weird ring. That's thing. not that weird. Like, it was weird to me. It does not fucking matter. It didn't, they it didn't look Episcopal. They. they it is <laughs> some it was sort not, of Protestant. It was some. It was some sort of non-Catholic American Christian ass church a- where a- they took Protestant. where they took communion. Most Protestants, like the Baptists and the Methodists and stuff, do not do for what it's worth. But so they get that guy. Uh, they get <laughs> they get they get Leslie Odom Jr.'s uh, like Pentecostal friend from the boxing gym speaking in tongues and shit, and then they get his friend Doctor Beehive, who is like a root magic practitioner. She gives some shit about how it was like right it now. was like an- like ancient African slave magic mixed with Native American slave magic. Dog, I'm sorry. But she but like, also like, but also Christianity right there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's so the whole last movie. supposed to be the same person from the Haitian Scene in the no, beginning. No, 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 no. No, who she is though is the same person from when Leslie Odom Jr. comes home at night after being out looking oh, for his yeah, daughter, the and that? there's just a bunch of people in his house, just like randomly wafting, that he didn't invite, wafting candles and shit. And his buddy from the gym comes up, he's like, he's like, wait, don't be mad. This is my friend, Doctor Beehive. She's trying to bring your daughter. She's, she's trying to bring like, your daughter back. It's like, what is happening? Yeah, well, what? Movie? And so they go, so they go like, get. He what, go, what film? Sorry, but like he what? literally goes and finds her in a cemetery later yeah insane like what film introduces someone like coming into the protagonist's home without their invite as a good person right like how are you gonna do that like showing up in the house be like hey this is my friend dr beehive yeah like she's doing she's doing some weird voodoo magic to bring your daughter it's earnestly unsettling as it should be like someone has entered your home without asking and they're doing like weird rituals like get the fuck out my house yeah which is what the dad says well and because he's because he's not a he's not a believer right that's the whole that's the the through line of the movie is that he has to become a believer at the end in order to save his daughter that film like 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 that moment of the film like sets you up to think these people are bad like because they have they've intruded in his home 
They've, they've come in. They're just doing rituals and stuff. We're supposed to feel uncomfortable along with the dead, which we do, in fairness. But then later on, they bring them back in as protagonists. He goes and recruits them for the Exorcist what? Avengers. Yeah, insane. <laughs> but insane. seriously, like, if you're, you're going to... That's so apt, though. The Exorcist Avengers. It is. But it's, but it's, it's like a fucking stupid-ass half... But the, the Avengers took four films to set up, dog. It's a stupid fucking half <laughs> measure, too. Like, like they're just, like, just clips. I don't, need, I don't need four films of these characters. No, please, no. Please. I don't need but four all, films. All, all I'm saying is, like... Like, the, even those dumb fucking theme park rides gave, like, had weight. Oh, like, compared like, to this bullshit. Okay, but my point is, is that, like, it's also a fucking half-ass exorcism Avengers, because if yes. they're gonna be, like, they're you fine. have to, if they're gonna be, like, if you have, you have to get people from all cultures and religions in the world to team up together, and they just get, like, a bunch of different Christian denominations and one yeah. lady who's kind of voodoo. But like, people, I was, I was, I was, if, people. You're gonna, if you're gonna do the exorcism Avengers, like, okay, you gotta have your Catholic priest, right? You, then you go and you get your rabbi. Then you get your fucking imam. You get like a Tibetan monk. You know, you get like a Hindu guy. You know, you get yeah. like validate religions, yeah. dog. Well, I mean, the the exorcism fucking fails until the Catholic priest comes back and, and then immediately like, dies. Immediately, yeah, <laughs> but well, that's that, that so right though. Like, like that that whole idea of like. They, they've already done the dumbest shit they could do and, and say, oh, yeah, you know what all these things have in common? People were there. L- literally, yeah. bottom of the barrel, like, thing that could be a thing, right? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, like, what, what, exorcism, do, what do all of anything have in common? People were there. The exorcism... Like, that doesn't mean anything. Fuck you. Like, it's The so exorcism stupid. in the original is a fucking battle of the spirit and willpower yes. like that is what it is it is the exertion it is the exertion of your willpower against another's against something that is more powerful and darker and evil than you and your faith finding a way to triumph even through self-sacrifice like that is and it's just and then this movie is like let's get all these characters that we don't know any of them we don't know anything about their inner lives we haven't given like the reason that the reason that fucking karis is a compelling characters and exorcists is because he struggles he's a non-believer he's a priest who doesn't believe and, and we're given to, the time to experience that and explore that and, and he has to he has to find he has to find his his own belief in good without the intervention of god and use that to fucking sacrifice himself at the end to save reagan and, and we get like this fucking in this movie we get this fucking nameless Catholic priest who then shows up at the exorcism like look the archdiocese says no so I'm gonna sit in my car for 45 minutes like a and, baby. and the and the uh, and the nurse lady is like I was almost a nun so I'll take his place and I can do the Roman right and she's not getting it done and then later the guy comes out of the car and he comes in and participates in the exorcism and what happens immediately his head gets twisted all the way around and he oh. dies Oh, like in the original, I Just, remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah. I remember too. His head twisty. His head twisty, twisty head. around. Yeah, His head twisty it. around. Wow. They did it. They did the head twisty around. And again, what's so and again cheap. and again, yeah. what's the film's point? If the whole thing of having the having the Ann Dowd character be like, okay, the the 
again, the patriarchy is failing here. They're, the church is unwilling to step in, but she's going to do it. She was almost a nun. Like, she knows the right. She has the faith. She can be the exorcist. She can be the exorcist and take up the torch. And then, cool. for, the, and then for the film to say, actually, no, she's not good enough. Let's bring the priest back in. Only to then be like, well, actually, he sucks too, so he's dead now. And then the voodoo lady and the demon have a vape battle. It's the same <laughs> problem I had with Halloween Ends. They try to make drastic, you know, steps only to undercut themselves. Yeah. And to try to retcon themselves. Yeah. And like it sucks because of it. Have a fucking you know? have a fucking Be thesis. In your decision. Have a fucking thesis. <laughs> and like you know in this I don't know movie, what this film is trying to say. You no, know, yeah. I think I know what the I know what the original is trying it's to say. Compounded by having two demonic girls, you know? Like are And those characters are underdeveloped too. Are are divided. Dude. Like I, I do want I want to go back to that though. Like the fucking vape battle is not only from a script from from a script perspective rough. Also, like from an effect, it doesn't look good. It it doesn't track with the camera. Like the girls, the like girls do like shit. like the girls do the conjuring thing where they open their mouths and like weird spirit stuff comes out and goes around the chandelier. Some After Effects plugins. It, Some it, After it Effects like it. It it no I. I can say it with confidence because I've used them before years ago. I recognize the exact fucking same After Effects ink in water plugins. Yes. That they have have them rising up out of the girls' mouths. And you're right. It does not track with the camera. And then the voodoo lady or the root magic lady or whatever, I... I don't know what I'm supposed to call her. Dr. Beehive. That's her name. Dr. Beehive. Um, she blows some dirt into the fire or something. <laughs> and it creates like a big cloud of smoke that then flies up and attacks and attacks the demon girl smoke. And then the whole room gets smoky and then it God. clears. And then one of the, 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 the like the little white girl's parents are just like, is that it? Is it over? And I was like, please. Let and it's it like, over. no, we still have 30 more minutes. And they were like, choose one. Okay. You can yeah. choose one go. girl. Yeah, let's get into that because yeah. we, we're, we've all, we're already running long. Yeah. But yeah, so the, the ultimate, what, what it comes down to is the demon girls are like, oh ho ho, you have to, you have to choose one. One to live and one to die. And choose me, I want to die. Choose me, <laughs> I want to die. Choose me. Well, I mean, the girls are literally doing that. Like, pick me, pick me, pick me. I want to die. Pick me. And I'm like, yes, me too. Pick me, and please. Like, also, Kill, again, I want to die. Like, the original film, it has that wonderful moment where the two priests are speaking to each other. And he says, don't trust anything this thing says. It's, it's a, a liar. Deceiver. It's a liar. Just don't listen to it. It it, it will just don't talk to it even. Don't Don't talk to it. Don't Don't acknowledge it. it. It's a liar. Just do the ritual. We have to get through this. And like this film makes a whole fucking meal out of this. They spend all the damn time talking to the damn. Yeah, which again, we're supposed to like the protagonist. We're supposed to like the dad and care about him. And the dad is just going along with all the shit this demon says. 
stupid. Like, yeah. come on, man. I want to like the dad. I do. And, like, the actor's doing a fine job. Like, let me just like him, please. Yeah. Like, ugh. Well, the... They... They... They fucking pussyfoot over that shit for a while. And they're like, I can't choose. I won't choose. Blah, 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 blah. All this shit. And the demon's like, if you don't choose, one of will, both of the girls will die. <laughs> I almost... I, you know, I almost like the idea where the dad is like, oh, the demon's up to some bullshit. And then the mom of the other girl is like, yeah, the demon's up to some bullshit. And then finally, after a lot of trial and turmoil, the dad of the other girl gives in. There's yes. there's almost something there. If it was paced well, better and it worked better, you could almost make something quality out of it. I that. think I think one of the more It's almost a good idea. I think one of the more mean spirited things about this movie is what ultimately yes. happens to that girl really for no other reason than like her dad is an asshole. Yes. Like it's cruel for it, no it, reason. It's, it's yeah, Even it's like weird, it's like weirdly mean. Yeah, so so the other dad that's not 100%. Leslie Odom, that's thing. not Leslie Odom Jr. at when it when it really reaches a peak, he's like gone around the corner, he's not looking and he says, "I choose Whatever his daughter's like name Pika, is, like, like I, Pikachu, I choose, like, you, I choose you, I choose you, yeah. and it's like, oh my god! And then uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s daughter starts levitating, and she's vomiting black goo up on the ceiling that turns into a goo vortex for some reason. For for whatever, and yeah. like the heart rate monitor, they all flatline. Because... It's like it's like oh every or it's like. Oh, she's dead, but the other girl's alive because the other dad chose. And then it's like, haha, no, actually, the demon was lying, and the one you choose is actually the one that dies. And we get like this. I I do think maybe the only like semi visually interesting sequence in the film sure. is like the Why very not? short bit yeah. of like the the little white girl like in the tunnel in the woods in the water and she gets like dragged into hell by all of these hands i feel like that's a really like mean spirited thing to do to this character it's like it is it's like do? because we because never her to dad because her dad was a piece of shit yeah. now she's now her soul is sucked to hell i mean i guess it's like yeah life is mean dude honestly is that but, visually compelling like but but here's the like honestly though it in the context of the film. We've we've hit a number of things, like the patriarchy bullshit and everything else, that that misses the point of the original film. But yeah. I think of all of them, this is the one that's the most mean-spirited and hurtful bullshit that misses the point of, like, the original film. And that is that at the end of this movie, a young girl is consumed by evil and hell. Yeah, her spirit is is dragged to hell because and no adult is selfless enough to sacrifice themselves like the original. Dude, and and again, like like yes, 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 like like and going back to like our... no adult, no adult even offers it. And I don't, yeah, I, I, I feel like says I feel like I feel like I would have probably been frustrated if they had done it and the demon had jumped no into way. Leslie yeah. Adam Jr. and he jumped sure. out the window or something. Like that wouldn't have been satisfying either. But it's just like compared worse. compared to like I mean Karis's sacrifice in the original is so noble. Like it's sad. It's heavy. And like his friend being there to give him last rites at the very end, like as he's dying at the yeah. bottom 
bottom of the stairs. Just to get like through it's, it's, in time. Like it's 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 impactful. Like it's it's moving, you know. And it's like having seen who this character is and his struggle with his faith, blah blah, blah all this shit. Like his choice to offer himself to the demon and then jump out the window and kill himself. Like that is. That is a a profound moment in the film, and this does not feel like this. It's just like, okay, this one girl's dad is a selfish asshole, and he's supposed to be the he's and she and the and uh, the child is punished is punished for it. And yeah, it's just I mean, it just just feels and it's and and, it just feels bad, and and it's it's like and we 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 see this girl like like all this production value all of this fucking effort is put into seeing this girl dragged to hell for effect well and she's like, again, for it feels what? crass yeah yet it feels tame in what it actually shows yeah yeah and it's and it's well and she's it's just, she's it's unkind she's it's just mean spirited sh- even for an exorcist film like even for a, a franchise that started by doing the whole "your mother sucks cocks in hell," like even for a movie that does that, like it is unkind and 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 worthless and it's cynical. It's cynical. It's cynical. It's a fucking cynical ass film. Yeah, and that is ultimately epitomized by I reject it, you know man. the last couple little of things we see. We get fucking Ann Dowd's it. character talking to like the cops or something. She's like, "What do you think?" Do you, what do you think evil is? All where we come into this world just wanting hope and to live well and to be happy and platitudes, the devil platitudes, platitudes, and the devil man. the devil Fuck wants you. to take that away from us and on if writing cheap and writing. God just God just wants you to believe and to endure and to go on and it's like man how am I fucking coming out of this movie feeling any sense of hope or happiness or joy or anything blah blah, blah all this shit you can you and, can play all the uplifting string tracks you want man and over and I don't. Care. And as as this speech is happening overlaid, we see Ellen Burson in the hospital, and you know she's blind. And the door, we hear the door open, and she's like, "Oh, so and so, is that you?" And it's like there's a long pause, uh. and then we hear a voice say, "No, mom, it's me." And then pan up, and it's fucking Linda Blair. Unarmed. She showed up here at the end. Because her mom believed or whatever. And money, it's so, money, money. it's so Getting fucking, money, 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 it's money, so money. fucking obviously that like if, it, as this is planned to be a trilogy, Linda Blair is going to pr- probably be the, the big part of, of the next film. <sighs> if we get there, honestly, I hope, and we'll get to this after our ratings, but I hope this movie does so fucking badly that they can the rest of the goddamn trilogy. I mean, I do not want more of this agree. shit. Executive I do not want more decision. of this shit. Like, if they come out with the second one, do we cover it on the podcast? <sighs> I'm, I know. Please, I don't want to, but the content hound in me says we should. Man, look, because man, at least look, because I don't at least want to. I don't Here's want to either. Man, look, look, we can. We but we do make, do this as a form of entertainment. I, I will say, yes, we do. 100%. I agree. This is entertainment. And our pain I, I, is I at hope, least entertaining. I hope our pain is entertaining in this episode, because what the fuck else would, did we do this for, right? But, I will say, I think we can make great entertainment out of watching uh, uh, any any great movie. Like, any like let's, let's watch another Cronenberg, dog. 
Let's make good entertainment out of that. We did it here. We've done it. At this point, it's so fucking cynical. Why would we continue to support... Because here's the thing. Our groans or whatever else like that, because of like the current like just environment, the, the, the fucking capitalistic environment that we exist in, we are still promoting this bullshit. And I don't want to eh. anymore. In a public forum, I don't want to do it. I don't want like like I don't want my groans to benefit I mean, I'm this hap- fucking bullshit. Man. I'm happy to say take your entertainment from listening to this episode, but don't fucking waste your time or your money watching no. this movie. Like no, I'm happy please. I'm happy to say that. Like if you've made it this far, watch anything like, this else. is this is not an anything. enjoyable time. No. This is not a Dude, fun watch, bad watch movie. A, like watch a not, not even a Good found footage. Watch movie. the greasy strangler. If you have, if sure. you have, if you have Fine. any, yeah. if you have like, any fucking no, no, no. reference like, the, for like, William Friedkin, so, like a publicized, like like watch watch a bad movie that's made by a couple of teens with a camera. Like watch watch something like that is just utter dreck that just some kids made because at least it's made with heart, man. Like at least like they care. Yeah, you know, like like it like like anything other than this bullshit because this is just this is just. This is just money, 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 beat a dead horse, beat a dead horse, beat a dead horse, and I'm fucking over it, man. No. You know what, Ben? I don't. Personally, I don't want to cover another one of these movies. I, I, I Like, in a public forum or otherwise on a podcast, I don't care. I'm so over it. And, like, like our, our, hopefully our listeners feel the same way. Like, and again, like, frankly, we don't have that many listeners to, like, like, like be, like, like, we're, we're doing this because it's the three of us sitting down like enjoying this time together watching movies and talking about them and sharing discourse and like we're learning lessons from it and everything else but i've learned all the lessons i need i've learned everything from this bullshit movie i'm done i'm over it i don't want to do it ever again let's let's I watch mean, well we'll we'll, re- we'll reassess in a year or two slap yeah. a rating on that 0. 0.5 okay yeah that's a 0. 0.5 golden poop golden poop i would no 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 no, no. not even golden poop just a right, just a shitty, slop, sloppy ass regular poop. You know like, what though? Like, you yeah. know what though? I'm gonna be the generous one on this one. Oh my I'm god! Generous, really? One. Yeah. Half star because it looks like a movie. Half star because it sounds like a movie. So this is gonna be a one out of five for me. <laughs> wow. Is it a real movie? No, it's not. But it does look and sound like one. So I'll give it one star for that. So that'll give the Exorcist believer a powerful zero point seven out of five. <laughs> Don't go see it, folks. Don't waste your fucking time. No, please. You can skip this one. Avoid. Uh, let's see how uh, uh, how close our predictions on this one. Yeah, are. we predicted this movie. Uh, turns out this movie is dog shit. Whoa. Uh, okay, so Rotten Tomatoes. I predicted thirty four. Uh, Tease, you predicted sixty eight. Wow. Cleve, you predicted fifty. Uh, it's yeah, a 22. Yeah, I was going to say, Ben got this. I cannot believe yeah. I predicted 68. Um, opening weekend, I predicted 24 mil. Uh, TC predicted 30 mil. We're all Cleve, so Cleve, you predicted 1 mil. Oh, Cleve is way closer. <laughs> it's, 
It's twenty six and a half mil. Is it really? Yeah, so that's actually pretty that, shocking. But oh. it's actually pretty close between. That's the two surprising. Of us. That's surprising. Yeah. That did better opening weekend. Yeah. Than and again, uh, well, they're beating this dead horse for a reason. The IP yeah. must survive. People I mean, they, just worth the they, they did not. Paid. They did not back, make back their fucking <laughs> the, the cost of the IP alone. Cost, so yeah. uh, our collective rating prediction. I predicted one point three. Hmm. Uh, TC predicted 2.7. Cleave, you predicted 3. Oh, even higher. What the <laughs> fuck was I thinking? Clean sweep. Clean sweep, man. Ben was the most cynical. Yeah. And uh, in this paid case, off. it paid really, off. really paid um, off. Yeah. I, the tag one-liner I said was, please exercise this movie for my life. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, TC right. said, oh God, 40 years again. Fifty also years, accurate. even. Uh, yeah. Cleve, you said another one. Accurate. Yeah, it was that. Uh, you, yeah. fun- you guys were funnier, though. I'll give you that. Well, uh, yeah, that fucking sucked. Yeah. And next week, it's only getting more fun. It's uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie Look, finally here's the came thing. out. I Five used- Nights at Freddy's. It can't based- be worse than this, right? No, because here's the thing, right? Like Five Nights at Freddy's is about a a silly children's game franchise or whatever it's it's already it's a chucky e. cheese to begin with right it's, like it's what if chucky e. cheese was a murderer yeah and that's fine and, and like that that's cool or whatever it's not based on william friedkin's like fucking movie that's right that's true like like that's like true. It, it can't be it can't hurt like this movie did Bro, you have zero respect for Scott Cawthon's his fucking pedigree, cinematic his uh, opus. So it's a shame we're an auditory medium and y'all lore. can't see my face right now. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> we have to talk about Five Nights at Freddy's next week. We so. might have a guest on next week. Maybe we'll say. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh, if you like the show. And we do go see these movies for the people who listen and not for our own entertainment, so... Sometimes. Uh, I, I mean, these, these movies. These movies. You know what I mean? You know what I mean by these movies. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm never, I've never been one this is, this is when This is when we're really earning it, so please give us a five-star rating please. and review. We appreciate it. Right. You can also, uh, of course, become uh, a supporter on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, Micah, and Mitchell. Hell yeah. Y'all are the best. Respect. Uh, I, hope, I hope you at least got some entertainment out of this because this was a bad <laughs> few hours, frankly. Um, but you can also uh, follow us on Letterboxd, letterboxd.com slash podpeoplepod. Where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings, links to those reviews, so on and so forth. My recommendation for this week, I'll keep it short. Don't waste your money in the theater on Exorcist Believer. Uh, go spend your money in the theater to see Killers of the Flower yes! Moon, the new Martin Scorsese Fuck film. Yes. Uh, it's three and a half hours, but it sure doesn't feel like it. It is the uh, uh, best film I've seen this year. It's a masterpiece. Uh, it's e- so easily. It's, so, it's, it, is, it is a heavy watch. Go out. Go out. It's it is. So well it is. It's it so is. well made. It is. But go out and support real fucking cinema. Real movies. Go watch Killers go of the Flower real, Moon. Go see a real movie. And go see Killers of the Flower Moon if you gotta go see something. Before I hit my shout out, do you 
want to shout out Spooky Saturday? I know it's a week late at this point. Oh, but. yeah. Well, I mean, I do it in the Discord. Um, so become a, a Patreon subscriber. Yeah, and become a Patreon subscriber. Become a Patreon yeah, subscriber. And I, I stream spooky video games once a month in the Discord on Spooky yeah, Saturday. I've been playing through Resident Evil 8, and I've been having a great time. So. Uh, my shout out is going to be for a much better Ellen Burstyn performance. Um, oh, yeah. like Requiem that. for a Dream, you know, like I oh, think she's on, so good in on, that. She is really you know, good on that. rewatch is kind of, you know, in some respects corny and over the top, you know, especially with uh, Jared Leto and Jennifer Connelly's performance. That's part of course think with the Aronofsky. the heart of it that carries through. And has aged super well is Ellen Burstyn's performance in it. I think Ellen Burstyn is fucking phenomenal in Requiem for a Dream to the point where it's one of you know one of my favorite acting performances of all time. Not gonna lie, like it's so heart wrenching. Yeah, her descent into prescription drug abuse. Go watch her in that instead of watching her in this. Yes, yeah. absolutely phenomenal performance my recommendation is just i don't i don't know man go uh go check out the uh the trailer go check out the trailer for creep show yeah the game yeah it's not it's not called creep show the game that would be like creep show the game the show the movie creep show the game the show the movie uh yeah just go go check out the creep show teaser trailer that we put out with the uh Got a cool shot. It's just, it's like one shot of the the reader and his fortune. Don't spoil booth. it. Just go watch the trailer. But it's Don't spoil uh, it. yeah, but like we 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 spent a lot of time like hand animating the whole like sequence at the end, and um, we're real proud of it. Honestly, like we spent a lot of time on it, and so yeah, go go check out the creep show teaser. Um, and uh, yeah, that that will do it for me. Well, let's do it? yeah, let's do a sponsor real quick. We're doing everything out of order. Yep, but that's okay. It's it's a weird one. I forgot. Yeah. Um. Uh, this episode was brought to you by, I think this is pretty fitting, a classic Chicago-style wet beef. Oh, man, I could go for a wet beef Fuck, right now. Man. I could go for any kind of beef at this point. I just Fucking Portillo's, man. Fucking go get yourself Portillo's. a Portillo's wet beef. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, I don't know what that means. I... <laughs> I'm not a believer, unfortunately. But you are a beef lever. I saw her face